1: Oh, uh, sorry, you've just caught me doing some lovely um, uh, exercises because it's the beginning of the year, everybody. And um, what better way to kick it off than a little bit of a fitness regime, right? Because that's what everybody's doing. Everybody's doing new exercise plans. I was talking to the builder today. He's gone down to the gym. He's signed up. Uh, That's what people do in January, right? So that's what we're going to be talking about today. I mean, last week we had Cody Rigsby on, the world-famous peloton cyclist, instructor. He's an instructor, Chris. I managed to not talk to him about exercise once, which I think was really good and sort of slightly tells you enough as you need to know about me and exercise. But this week it's all different because we are joined by Matt Boyle's. PT for GBTQ+, guys, who we'll talk about where the L's gone from that little list in a second. But hello, Matt. Thanks for joining me. How are you? I am very well, Chris. Thank you for having me on. Delighted to be here. Now, I discovered you on Instagram because the algorithm probably showed me you. And I loved what I saw because one of the things we talk about a lot on this podcast is like, exercise in lgbtq plus people is really specific like a lot of us are get, getting scared in those gyms they're just they're weird places aren't they but how how did you get started in it all matt
0: well very late i would say comparatively in life because growing up i went to a school that was really rugby and mm. in the 80s I was a very skinny, spindly child who didn't like playing rugby, funnily enough. I didn't like being beaten up in the mud twice a week in winter. Exactly. Fuck that. I know. And it didn't... At the time, it really didn't feel like there was much other provision for any other sport or fitness outlets, uh, certainly in my school. Like, no other encouragement for people who weren't other than in the A-team rugby. Mm. And... So I just sort of bumbled through school, not really doing a bit of PE, but never really getting it and thinking it was just what other people did. Mm. And then I ran a bit and nothing really stuck. And then I went to university and didn't really do anything. And then went to London and eventually started trialing. A friend said, oh, come to this boot boot camp.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: And that was the turning point in my late 20s. Was it the X Factor boot camp? (laughs) I <laughs> know I didn't get past the six chair challenge whoa um alas um it, it was just an outdoor it wasn't like a military thing but it suddenly it was so different to how I thought sports and fitness had to be done it was in the summer which, which helped but it was mm. with nice people it wasn't in competition it was just oh using my body in this different way and I did it for a few weeks and instantly started to feel better like sleeping better more energy just feeling a bit like oh I've got a bit of pep in my step mm. and after that, I started trialing, going out to uh, try to gym again and actually found a gay instructor who really just helped put me at ease. Mm-hmm. And that was a really big turning point for, okay, I, I'm starting to get this mm-hmm. and I feel more comfortable here when before I was terrified of gyms and thinking everyone, as we so many of us go through, everyone's looking at me, I don't know what I'm doing, I'm not safe here even. Mm. And But with him, it really just, as I said, a light switch was flicked and I started to get fitness. And then I started going a bit more and moral and, and over the years, it's helped me find my voice, my confidence, my boundaries. And in that process, I set up a fitness company because I realized there were probably other people like me out there who wanted to get started, but
1: didn't know how to. And that's yeah.
0: the whole ethos of fit Fitter Confident You.
1: Um, well, you know, everything you're saying there, just I can massively relate to. And I know more importantly is sums up what so many of our listeners feel so we're going to kind of get into more detail on that and by by the end of this episode everybody's gonna have a six-pack that's the deal it's yeah you get a, a six-pack and you get a free ticket to Adonis and then you can go to Adonis and you can show off your six-pack but we will actually get on to you know we'll get on to also the the hidden things that are wrong with what I just said but are you a fan of a new year's resolution
0: I'm a fan of what works for you and I know Mm. that's a really sit on the fence answer some people you know if that if resetting and coming up with something that goes yeah you know I've I am going to make a positive change on January 1st or thereabouts brilliant Mm. a lot of people feel that as a pressure though and if it's just more of a over time I'll continue to evolve to be a happier me that's cool too so I don't think there is a one-size-fits-all solution
1: I like the thing where you say, you don't say you'll give it up on the 1st of January, anything, but you say that by the end of January, I will have given it up. So you can have like a lumpy month of like, or, you know, <laughs> of starting or whatever, which is really working for me this year, let me tell you. I don't actually have Good. any New resolutions. I, I like having like a little think after summer. Being like, what do I want to change? Because a new year, Mm. I'm just like, it's cold and I'm depressed. I'm not actually And there's so many other pressures as well, around there as well. Exactly. Surviving Christmas. You've got to, exactly, you've got to return all those gifts you've been given that you don't like. Okay, we've done, we've asked listeners their ins and their outs. So, okay, what's your, give me one in for you this year. Okay, Grace. Grace.
0: Grace is my my word for 2024, which some people think is really naff to have a word. For this year, it really just jumped out. And just a bit more grace, a bit more breathing space, flexibility, a bit more. You know, I don't need to do everything all the time. I don't need to be that guy. I don't need to be that influencer. I can just be me doing what's right for me and still supporting and helping my community at the same time, but without feeling I've got a like 110 percent it all the time which i sometimes fall into that trap
1: yes well you're a gay man aren't you well tj Coop says just being with oneself and doing what we can to make it through and make stuff better well you hello you and tj coops on the same page here your pet porter says positive self-talk couldn't agree with that more um i'm gonna go for that one as well jim says veggies and outdoor time johnny says exploring more lgbtqia plus destinations with my partner johnny we want photos Okay, and authenticity we've got here as well, all, all which is... lovely thing, all wholesome, lovely activities and traits. And then outs,
0: what's one of your outs? Apologising when you don't need to. Oh. I did, yeah, save
1: your sorries for when you need them. That's great. In and out lists, says TJ. <laughs> you cheeky TJ. Jim says flaky friends and chocolate... But not <laughs> flaky chocolate, crucially. Oh, so we're flake, keeping that. The flake bar, I think, is safe. And Jay God <laughs> says Ricky Gervais, who oh absolutely has just released his second transphobic special. I'm told, so mm. he's out. Goodbye, Ricky. Someone here has written feeling guilty for being gay. Oh, now you've spoken a little bit about this, haven't you yourself?
0: very much so in the last three months i've really lent into that
1: element and that
0: side of me in terms of the content i've been creating what just more gay shame just label it on
1: yeah i just want to be really ashamed of myself today <laughs> no go on sorry i'm being silly
0: leaning into and looking to understand myself better and what i do isn't just about getting fitter and stronger and healthier it's about building you from the inside out but i think partly because of gay shame while I was like, yeah, I'm a great gay trainer. I'm here for all our community to support us feeling better. I I shied away over the... F- I've been doing this for six years, the first few years of not being that gay and actually getting gayer over the last few years. And basically September, October last year, going, I'm going to talk about this because it has a, such an influence on our fitness and and how we feel about ourselves and whether we want to work out and our motivation and all of these things that stop us doing the things that we maybe would like to do more of. Yeah. So... Simple things like talking about reasons how to build body confidence other than just physical side of it, Mm. or understanding why we feel gay shame, how it shows up, how to accept ourselves. So which were your two viral posts so we can look them up? Uh, The first one was, uh, as a gay man in my 40s, here's how I've built body confidence. That's great. And then the second two was a Mm -hmm. two-parter. As a gay man in
1: my 40s, I've overcome a lot of shame Here's how. Well, that's really interesting. And we should talk more about body positivity in a second. Because before we do that, we need to talk about apple crumble. Because Jamie has been in touch about my apple crumble recipe. So this is to do with last week's. Stephen, one of our listeners, was saying that my apple crumble recipe was terribly dry because I mentioned it in passing. And, you know while I stand up for the rights of dry apple crumbles I do understand that perhaps I'd got something wrong and I couldn't really remember why oh, um no. so Jamie says so Jamie has pointed out hi Chris surely you put butter with the flour and sugar when making the crumble topping and just forgot to mention it I mean please do what 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 you like in your own kitchen but I think that's what provoked the dry comment from someone else not me wouldn't comment on that oh dear I seem to have con Contradicted my own approach there. Oh, well, Happy New Year, Jamie. Jamie, thank you very much for um, uh, alerting me. Because then, of course, Stephen, the original person who was sticking his beak into how I'm making my crumble, says, butter, Chris, butter. I don't know. I think maybe I was forgetting the butter. Would you put butter in your crumble? Oh, absolutely. Butter's right. our friend. Well, that's um, all the messages. I need to remind you, everybody... One, hello at sapienspodcast.com, write to us. At homosapiens on Instagram, DM us. Uh, TikTok, um, we're on there. I know nothing more about it other than that. Oh yeah, Apple Podcasts. If you want no adverts, um, probably mainly for those people who write in and complain about the adverts, for one forty nine a month, you can get ad-free listening and you can go to Apple Podcasts, click on the show and you can decide how you do that. Which is really exciting, isn't it, Matt? I mean, I'm at the the edge of my chair.
0: (laughs) In the market for investment worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer.
1: Now, to talk about fitness, you mentioned you came to a bit later in life. Um, The people you train, the people who message you on Instagram, what are their problems? Like, what do they worry about?
0: The, The two biggest things are, I don't feel confident in my body slash with my top off slash going on holiday, things like that. And the other one, and it's all obviously connected, is motivation. I don't feel motivated to act. That's why, partly why I was... I've been talking about things like gay shame so much because it just zap it, it can zap our will to act because we don't yep. think we're worthy, we don't think it'll get us anywhere, I don't think it'll achieve anything. So, unpicking all of those things, those strands, which unfortunately could get so balled up as we're growing up, to allow people to just do it on their terms and feel happy doing it as well, mm-hmm. can make such a difference. And it's also, as well as when I was growing up, yes, there was the the experiences that I had that made me not want to try fitness. But there was also the image projected by the fitness industry that it was a serious boys club that I hadn't been invited to. Mm. That whole felt feeling like an outsider as well. So helping people with both sides of it is a really passionate part of what I do.
1: Mm. What's interesting is that when I go into a gym, I would say like I'm quite a classic lgbt person in a gym <laughs> like i'm like ah. or you know like this is horrible it feels ultra masculine but also i think like the gays are pretty ultra masculine in there do you know what i mean like i feel like it's quite tribal and mm. i don't and i once um went to play football with a load of women over 45 i think it was an over 45 women's football team and i had the best day of my life because it, it was just without all the bullshit that comes with masculinity. Not I'm not talking about bullshit that LGBT people do. I'm talking about masculinity is the albatross that hangs around everyone's neck and seems to just be really on display in a gym. And where what's all that about? Well, the talking about the gay tribes in gyms as well being
0: like trying to be hyper-masculine. I think a lot of that is to do with code switching, though, that we mm-hmm. did it to fit in or to assimilate. Or to project a, I'm really strong, um, therefore, you know, I'm one of you. Like, all mm-hmm. of those different tropes that people fall into, feeling that... And, and a lot of it just boils down to acceptance mm-hmm. of, of yourself and how you how you you think you're being perceived to be accepted. So, gay guys, you want to get as big as possible and, like, get uh, just... Part of it, I really think, is fitting in and, and being, like, that... Mis- misconstruing like a hyper-masculine figure or persona as uh, assimilating into straight culture and being accepted and even safe. Mm-hmm. But obviously it isn't because you're still a gay man, you're still actually, you'll never if like when they get to know you, if if that's the case, you won't be accepted on the same terms because you're not on the same terms. Mm-hmm. So sort of allow people the breathing space not to have to do that and say, you can just do what you want. And also the other thing I think is really important for our community is really trying to take the focus off the, the the appearance of us, our physicality, and how we present ourselves to the world. Because that as well, like, I to be honest, I don't think just the LGBTQ plus community has a problem with body image. I think every community mm. has been held in some regard to, oh, there's a body standard you have to, that in, th- in inverted commas you should be working towards, which obviously is complete guff. Mm. But... Not all of us, but like gay men in especially feel at the sharper end of I have to appear a certain way to be acceptable. And that's obviously the really sad thing when people get caught up in that. Because the thing is, you can never win. There will always be someone bigger than you. There will always be someone more masculine or anything like that than you. It's... It's the same thing when people are, are trapped in sort of a comfort eating spiral. Mm-hmm. How many calories is enough? How many calories will eventually make you feel happy and content? Obviously, it never will because it's that's It's half a tin of
1: quality street. I can... I'm having sorry. Done some, there is. Having done sorry, some quantifiable. research. Yeah, I did some research this Christmas. And if you just do half the tin, it right. um, just really takes the edge off. Um, but
0: no green triangles,
1: obviously. I'm a green triangle queen. Um, I'll post your mind. Oh, and I'll send you my um, rose, anything rose flavoured. Oh, delish. uh, Strawberry wine. Actually, I don't mind strawberry. It's just a bit gooey. But (laughs) yes, everything you're saying is making a ton of sense. And tell me more about how you arrived at this and and your personal story and what you said in that clip that went viral.
0: The personal journey was when actually 12 years ago, I left marketing to become a trainer and... I was a very traditional trainer there. I stood in the park in Clapham Common, Tooting Common and Richmond and places and trained people face to face. And back then, 12 years ago, <laughs> forgetting all my marketing skills, I was like, yeah, well, I'll work with everyone because then you could work with anyone. But it's nonsense. You fall through the cracks. No one knows who you really understand or you get. You don't have a specialism. But I did that, did that for six years and I enjoyed it and it got me into the fitness industry. But I also, after six years of it, Like I I wasn't being challenged anymore. And that was six years ago, it was about the time I'd seen the rise of Joe Wicks and Kayla, it and other online, but sort of mass market online trainers. And that was when I started this idea of Fitter Confident You emerged of, okay, well, it could be more than just about the fitness, but also six years into my own fitness journey had really galvanized, as I said earlier, but just like made me feel just so much better in ways that I could never have conceived of before I started. Posture, sleep, energy, sex drive, how I present myself, just to myself, like all of these things, like lifted me up. Community, like connection, all of that too, and realize, as I said, there are probably other people like me who uh, are it, well, might be terrified of fitness, but are like there, there's a there's an itch at the back of their brain that goes, well, maybe I, I'd like it. I just don't know where or how to start. Don't have the knowledge, and mm-hmm. motivation, the skills, and also. I've, maybe I've tried working with a straight trainer, and he was fine, but he didn't get me. It's that get that that empathy, a level of getting someone, that makes a difference. i would literally, I remember walking into a gym and feeling terrified, going on the treadmill for ten minutes, and then going home. Mm. That that lived experience, I think, is what has really helped me connect to people. Because I go, that's still a it's great okay workout, though. You isn't felt it? crappy there. Oh, <laughs> hey, anything good you do for yourself is something good you've done for yourself. I always yeah. say
1: that. Yeah. Good. And so you come to share your story online. Tell me what was in that viral video.
0: That the first one was about body confidence. And it was nine different ways. And it was looking at things like uh, holding a mirror up to me, but also to the community and saying, okay, um, yes, I want you to be like doing some good physical things because I believe they can change you from the inside out. But it's not about this post isn't about that. It's about are you doing things that are holding you back? For example, do you have a feed on Instagram that you've curated just of guys who go to circuit parties, who mm-hmm. are in the best, in inverted commas, shape, because they work out so much, a lot of them take steroids. Like these are these are the hyper-masculine figures that a lot of people in our community have put on pedestals. And the other thing as well, a lot of us have normalized that that is what you should be attaining for, that it is easy, that everyone should look that way and it's the, the peak of physical fitness and all these different psychological factors of, which end up just messing us up and really confusing us as well because people are like, I want to be body positive. Oh no, but I want to look like I've got pecs the size of dinner plates. Like, There's all these conflicting messages and just helping people cut through it and go... Actually, if maybe I changed who I was following and it was just kittens and lasagna recipes and nice things like that. And you'd be like, ah, oh, I wouldn't wake up and feel shit every morning because I'm not instantly putting all these unattainable false... <laughs> I just call them false prophets. I don't think that's the word. But all these unattainable bodies in front mm. of me.
1: Yes. So, and um, anything else in there?
0: Number one was I increased my gratitude for aging. A good friend of mine died last year who was was a spin instructor and big into fitness. Thank you. And just completely out of the blue. So a gratitude for aging actually puts in perspective of everything we're doing. It can make you go, actually, why am I messing around and feeling crap about stupid things that actually don't matter? Mm -hmm. I just want to get on with living my life. Um, Change my goals when I started. Yeah, right when I started working out, I was like, oh, I've got to get to 80 kilos in weight because I've always been quite slim. And when I do, oh, that will unlock doors and I'll go to parties and be successful and I'll have a Maserati and all of these things. Nonsense. But that's all about so many people as I did. I'll be happy when, no, you got to be happy now because actually, even if you do hit that goal, you'll still be the same you. You'll just be a bit heavier or lighter if you're all about,
1: I'll be happy when I lose weight. We need to pause there because it's the end of part one. Go and get part two. It's on the feed. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more